Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape Rewind. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape Rewind. It is everything you love about Your Life the Mixtape, except this is all very specific to certain decades in music. I'll be joined by some of my most favorite guests uh, from the past three series of Your Life the Mixtape, and we will talk about the music of the 80s, 90s, and the first decade of the 2000s. This week, I am joined by the one and only. She is a blogger. She is a writer. She is a griot. She is a certified troublemaker, and she's the only person allowed to text me before 6 a.m. or after 9 p.m. Please <laughs> welcome the incredible, the beautiful, the talented, the brilliant. The list of adjectives goes on to infinity and beyond. It is the one and only Jennifer Bush Harris. Oh, thank you, Greg. And again, I am always, I am always humbled and excited to be in your part of the multiverse. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you uh, for being here. Um, so tell me, do you have fond memories of the 90s? I actually do. Oh. I actually, actually do. I actually have, <laughs> I have a mixed bag of memories for the 90s. Uh, because as of this past June, I have now entered into my 41st year of life in this in, and not being my own variant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so in, when the 90s began, I was officially nine. So in, in 1990, I was nine. So by the time I graduated high school, I was 18. So that was a very intense. That was a very intense decade for me. Very, very intense. Very intense. Excellent. So then tell me, what is your favorite song from the 90s? <laughs> I think, well, then we, then we have to go by grade level, because by the time I was in, I'm going to be, I'm, clearly I am now the, the auntie on the, the auntie on the front porch with this, but <laughs> my, fa my favorite song when I was in like fourth grade, going into fifth grade because that's when Bobby Brown was big right so it was so it was it was don't be cruel by by Bobby Brown and then I became a really big Ninja Turtle fan I don't want to hear any judging from the children <laughs> I will and I will be taking I will be taking no questions my favorite Ninja Turtle is still Raphael I am taking no questions but and it was the song uh what was it nine it was nine point it was, was nine point nine five and uh turtle power because because the, yes. the children the children the children are not aware that back almost 30 years ago when movies came out you had to stalk whatever well walmart because target wasn't really selling <laughs> uh cassettes like that and, right. and cds weren't really out you know records were phasing out so you actually had to stalk record uh, re uh, either record uh, record stores or your lo or your local um, venture or Walmart. Normally, they would be at Venture or Kmart to see which soundtracks would be released because because 
there were certain movie studios who would not release their uh, release soundtracks until the movie was out or damn near out. Yep. <laughs> and then you had to like lay out, and then if you were really cool, you would lay out the you would lay out the lyric sheet with your Sony Walkman. You were really cool if you had the rewind <laughs> button. Otherwise, you had to flip it over, fast forward it, and then flip it back over. The kids don't. The kids do not understand the struggle. They do not understand the struggle but th- but those were some of my some of my favorite some of my favorite songs and then I was and then again I was actually getting into um hip-hop and uh rap then too because I I had the parents that you had to like submit your cassette tape for their approval and that's right around that time between like 89 and like 91 because Tipper Gore wanted to make everybody's life horrible and if it had the explicit sticker on it, my mom and dad, not, you, you could, you can't listen to it. Yet. You had to like sneak and get a copy of it. With, with, it was a whole underground issue that we were having. The children are not aware. The children are not aware. Yes. Um, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the Ninja Turtle soundtrack. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was doing uh, some research for another another show, and I was on I was on YouTube, and I had walked I had walked away for a minute and came back, and um, the Vanilla Ice classic Yo Ninja, the Ninja rap from Ninja Turtles oh Two God, had bro. somehow come up, and. That song still goes hard. The kids, are, the kids will never understand how dope that what they, the kids will never understand. Yeah, they, they will they never just, understand. They don't. They, you know, movies now. There's there aren't songs by popular artists that are created specifically for this movie. Right. Y'all don't know what you missed. It was man. What a time to be alive. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so in your opinion, um, what artist ruled the 90s? Ooh. See that? See, but the, the thing about 90s music is it everything, it feels like, you know, looking back, it feels like everything was happening all at once. So like you have the early 90s where, you know, uh, rap hip hop was really was really gaining steam. You have uh, you have, you know, N.W.A. You have you have um, boys and men really didn't come into focus until like uh, like the mid to late 90s. So there's all these genres of music that are that are really beginning to get traction, that are really getting exposure. And you know, by the end, by the time the 90s is over, then we have CDs. So, you know, that archaic act of, you know, stalking the radio and making your own mixtape. Is go is you know is not is not as formidable or as popular, but I think that you would have to like group you would have to separate the nineties into like three groups. So I think for the early part of the nineties, it's Bobby Brown, Bobby Brown and New Edition. They were they everybody was trying to be like to be like them, and then you also have to like throw in new kids on the block like just kind of throw them in there because they like came out of nowhere like how did these white boys from boston learn how to sing what is going on i'm confused you know so you have you have that and then um you and the the craziest thing about it is again as i think back on that decade was like it was insane because at, at in 1990 no one knew who marshall mathers was going to be yes so but and then so then you have like from like 96 no not 96 from like 98 to like 2000, then you, then you just have the reign of Eminem, right? So, and then in the first part of the 90s, you also have uh, Doc, you have Dr. Dre, you have Snoop, you have, all, you, have, you have all these sounds being recreated and then the reemergence of boy bands, right? So it, it feels like everything was happening all at once. So, um, and also, you know, this kind of rivalry that was, ha- that was happening with, with uh, you know, between Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, so ev- so everything is happening, and I think what we take what we take for granted now, you know, almost thirty years later, is the fact that we have lived through an episode in history where Madonna, Prince, Michael Jackson, and Whitney Houston were all making were all actively releasing albums, like actively releasing albums, like people, like like people were like. Prince's new song is on the radio 
people. Yeah. Like there, there was no, no. And now we're, um, and then even now, you know, uh, when Destiny's Child came out in like, what, not late 97, mm-hmm. 98. So then you, so then you have that. And we did not know that Beyonce was going to become who she, who she is. So it, so looking back, looking back on this time in music, it's, it almost feels that it feels like a very big, a very big collage. Like which, like which part of this do you want to do you want to focus on? And this is also when the Grammys really started taking uh, hip hop and rap seriously as a, as a legitimate genre that it could be nominated for. And I think what was and I think it was in the nineties where uh, but uh, what was it Judas Priest won uh, beat Metallica for like best heavy metal album because oh. the Grammys were like we don't know what this is. And now when you tell the, the when you now you tell the children that like what Metallica's no that's not. It it ha- it happened, darling. It happened. It happened. It it, ha- it happened. It, it, ha- it happened. We were there. We were there. We were there. And then you know, but we're also of that age where we can truly embrace streaming because we know what it's like to be on the struggle bus. When like I know uh, for for me, the most popular radio radio stations in St. Louis at the time were like uh, what was it ninety eight ninety eight point ninety eight point one. Or 98, 98.7. And then the one that all, all the cool kids were listening to was uh, Magic 108. So all hip hop and rap was going to be there. Like the soft rock was on like 96.3. So, you know, so you're going up and down the dial, you know, like a kid like me who can, you know, who knows, who knows who Johnny Cash is and knew, and knew that at like eight or nine years old. And, uh, <laughs> and, all, and also could appreciate Nirvana and also could, and all, again, in the mid nineties, you have that reign of Nirvana. Right. Yeah. And which which is weird that now you can find the Nirvana T-shirts at Target. Yeah, it feels it feels very it feels very yeah. weird. And then you have like the reemergence of uh, Gavin Rosendale, um, you know, seducing girls out of their panties with his guitar. And, you know, so and, and you also in the first part of the 90s, you have, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, you have Axl Rose and Slash's guitar, which still gives me goosebumps. So when I think back on this decade, it's like every, like everything, everything is everything is happening. Yeah. Everything is happening. And it's the yeah. it's the cool, it's the coolest, most frightening, chaotic, chaotic thing ever. And you know, we can't forget that, you know, in in the 90s, Lenny Kravitz, who, you know, notoriously be, you know, became known for like kind of these soft pop hits, yeah. was a fucking rock star. Like he was. Lenny Kravitz did rock music. Why are we running? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. And dig in. I, dig, dig in still goes hard. Yes. Dig yeah. in still goes hard. I will be, we will be taking no questions. We will be taking none, no questions. None. What is an underrated bop from the 90s? Mm. Show Me Love by Robin. Oh, nice! Yes, the the kids the kids don't the, the Google Robin and the album Robin is here. Yes, Go, Google that it will it will bless you. Yeah, because you be like this Swedish girl can really sing. Right. Her and her and uh her and Pink. Mm-hmm. She Pink can Pink can really sing. Yes. I'm old enough to remember when L.A. Reid tried to pass her off as biracial, um, but that's that's for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we will de- we will definitely pin that because you know the black fishing be real. Yeah, the black fishing be real. What '90s film had the best soundtrack? Ooh. Oh man, um, the. <laughs> The best the best 90s film that had the that had the best soundtrack, it goes between Juice and Who's the Man. Because Who's the Man had Party and Bullshit by, <laughs> by Notorious B.I.G. The, the, the children need to need to know who Christopher who Christopher Wallace is because party yes. and bullshit still slaps 30 years later. It still uh, slaps. Yes. I was listening to it earlier, actually. <laughs> See? And also, that's when we get in, introduced to Crisscross as well. My mom used to hate them. She she was so she would be so confused by them because she because she's a retired psych nurse now, and she's like, "Why are their clothes on backwards?" 
Well, that's what they do, mom. Psych patients do that. Why are you listening to this? <laughs> so, and that's when you can get uh, tapes and tapes, as we call them, from the library. Yep. With the unrestricted, with the unrestricted library card, <laughs> yes. So you, can, so you can check out the explicit. Stuff. Um, I remember my mom hated crisscross because I was very much into the oh no, we gotta wear the clothes backwards. Like it's they they have to be backwards. Like right. it's, it's a thing. Like I have to put my shirt on and the tag has to be in the front. Right, I and have it, to do it's that. Bothering me all fucking day, but that's what I did. It's all got to be backwards. In your opinion, who is the most underrated artist from the 90s? Oh, I think that with everything that was just just flooded in this particular in this particular decade of time, there are there are a lot of people who who are who are who were missed or drowned out but one but one of the people who I really think that people should know a whole a whole lot more about is um Shante Moore oh yes and a, and a, and Anita Baker because Anita kind of snuck in in that late in that in that gap between like 88 and 93 because that out because we were so used to Whitney and her soprano and and Mariah was just up here and then you know Queen Mary was coming soon, right? And you know, people were you know still enamored with Shaka Khan, which they always, which they always should. But Anita Baker and Sh- and Shante and Shante Moore, because I because I still Anita still slaps. Oh yeah, I, be take no no questions, no questions. And there should be none. Why can there be? I mean, you you can't get. I mean, people, uh, this this love is. Yeah. And Rapture, my angel. I mean, when when Monica did, because we're old enough to remember when Monica did that movie on on uh, on MTV with uh, who's that? Who's that child? That uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Oh, can't think of his name. But um, damn it, I can't. Th- I cannot think of his name. But he, she did her little TV, her little TV movie on on um, MTV when she was short haired Monica really, really singing like a bird and she did her rendition of angel. I'm like, you know what? This, this one right here, which is why when Brandy and Monica did their verses, I'm like, this shit ain't fair. This shit ain't fair. And this shit is 15. (laughs) This shit ain't fair. And this shit is 15 years too late. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't don't like it. I don't like that. Because, because if we honest, Monica just, if you ask Monica. Right. Yeah. Monica. Yeah. If aliens landed on Earth and asked, what is 90s music? You would play this song. If, if aliens were to, dis- to descend on this planet and, se- and, um, I, I and I played and I played them a song. It would be EMF, unbelievable, because that's just that. That yes. really, you know, sum, sums that up. Or uh, "Fight the Power" by Snap. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. But you know, as as long as uh, Martha Wash gets her check, always, because you know it's it's kind of problematic to to, to play uh, CNC Music Factory now, knowing yeah. what we know. It's re- yeah. it's it's re- it's it's real. It's real problematic. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't think it would be so much of a problem if, you know, when CNC Music Factory appeared on television, they didn't allow that poor woman to stand there with a muted mic and lip sync to Martha's vocals. Like, like, like y'all just, knew better. Just have Martha on. Like Millie Vanilli was a couple of years ago. Did you think we would not find out? Like they they thought they they thought and uh, and then you know one of the things that we have to you know remind the children 
is that there were there were so many music scandals, bro. <laughs> so, yes. so, there were so many music there were so many music scandals. People showing up drunk, people lip syncing, <laughs> people stealing other people's music. Like it was just like everything. This again before streaming. People you know, not had, paying their artists, looking man. at you, Pebbles. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and take and take and taking and taking their money. We looking at you, L.A. Reed. Yeah, because we know also, you know, again in that mid nineties, like between ninety two and ninety six, you know, we we know how L.A. Reed and Babyface Edmonds did uh, Miss Miss Braxton to the mm-hmm. point that she had to sue them to get her money. Yep. And then to get all this to get all this music to you, you had to follow either VA, you had to follow VH one or MTV. <laughs> when kurt loader and then we're doing oh shit you you whenever kurt loader came on the tv screen the first question you asked was who died facts facts because if, if it was anybody else it was just you know some kind of story album drop new video something cute. Yep. if it was kurt loader some Somebody serious died. shit had just gone down somebody died i remember him announcing that kurt, kurt cobain was had died yeah just and i remember thinking what yeah cuz uh come as you are is still is still is still you know it's it still hits it still hits yes. and it's... my daughter now and my daughter now likes nirvana i am i am succeeding wow. as a parent i am succeeding as a parent what 90s song best summarizes what love is Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. That is the correct answer. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the only answer at this point. I like or that. I, or I'm your baby tonight by uh, by Whitney Houston. That's when she was. That's when she was. You know, as my mom and them said, that's when she was being fast. <laughs> when she was being. That's when she was being fast. When she was being fast. There's my friend Tina says fast and wayward. Fast and wayward. Fast and wayward. On the flip side of that, uh, what is the best breakup song from the 90s? Ooh. There You Go by Pink. (laughs) (laughs) There you you go by Pink. There you go. There you go by Pink. Oh, and I and also for an honorable mention for best love, best love song of the night. No, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a love song now with uh with clearly with the invention of Joe Goldberg, but I really liked 98 degrees. Oh, I nice. really like I really liked Invisible Man. Okay. But you know, the only you know, Nick, Nick, Nick and um what was the child's name? Oh, I can't think of his name now. Oh that's so bad. <laughs> I can't think of his name. No, I know I know there was Nick and Drew, and there was uh, there was a, Jeff. Jeff was fine. Uh, Jeff Jeff was fine. Every every time I saw him without a shirt, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I agree with I agree with this. This is the this is the direction y'all need to go. Because he oh he yes he could he could sing like John B could sing. Like he could sing. More Jeff, less of yeah, more Jeff. Just more more Jeff. More more Jeff. There was Nick and Drew and Jeff and the um, other dude. I can't think of his name now. And and Michelle. Um the, the complete <laughs> the complete forest. The complete forest. Woo! I can't think I can't I can't think of his I can't think of his name. Nick, Drew, name. Jeff, and not Jeff. Um that's, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. 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 Dollar- and they were under and they were under Motown. So I mean, you know. Dollar Tree Jombie. Um because oh. I mean oh my. honestly. It's not a you're not wrong. Hmm. You're not you're not you're not wrong. You're not you're not wrong. 
So this next question uh, is the is probably the most controversial question that you will have to answer today. Mm-hmm. What is the greatest music video of the nineties? Scream by Janet Jackson with Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson. I will be taking. I will be taking no questions. Scream. You have them. You have them together. The music is everything. Janet ate him up. I don't. Janet ate him up. It was yes. I. You know. Yes. When Janet was rocking that bob, she was at her most powerful. She was. She she tapped into something ancestral, and it was beautiful. That either scream with Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson, or if if. Ooh, uh, I like. I, I yes, yeah. It's the it's the it's the base it's the baseline for me. And then in the video where she just like comes out, like all the red is everywhere. Yeah, and she just and look and body snatch face every just everything. Yeah. So I'm like if, I'm like if this is if like a this because if we're all gonna if we're, if I'm going to be honest the blueprint on how I. How, how I decided I was gonna craft my sexiness. It's between it's between Dorothy Dandridge, Eartha Kitt, and Janet Jackson. Just I'm like yes. that together. Yes, I, yes. I need whatever that is, whatever force, life force you tapped in. I need that. Yes, I need that. Bottle it and sell it. Yes. What '90s television show had the best theme song? Now this is gonna be now this will be controversial. Uh, I still like that last theme song to the Cosby Show that was like this high jazz ener- energy energy okay. theme song. Yeah. That, that's that still go. That still I still like that. But I also liked um, a different world. That that theme that theme music. Yeah. Because th- because later like before the show ended, then Boys to Men took over sing- singing that particular that particular song. Not my favorite, but I'll allow it. Um, the boys to men version is not my favorite. The, uh, the, okay. The the first season Aretha, and then the Aretha, the Aretha, the Aretha version. Frank. Those those are the two that I I recognize. So then, so then I would like I would I plead on I plead to the petty the petty to the petty judiciary that we just agree that the best versions of a different world is Aretha Franklin's. Yes. Yes. That's the only that's the only acceptable yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. Miss Franklin's the the Cosby Show. I I liked when they had um kind of that like old Hollywood calypso yeah mix to it. Like there was something about that that was really like that whole opening was a lot of fun. It was it was really theatrical. Like yeah. just because and the thing is every season they would do something different. So you're like what the like what? So then it was like Bobby McFerrin. Okay, we kind of oh, it's cute. All right, fine. Yeah. I mean, it was Bobby really McFerrin old. who was everything, right? And then you and so you know the first season you have you know the uh the you know the 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 flashback and this really you know really eighties looking and then yeah. and then you have and then you have you know the Calypso opening and then you have like Bobby McFerrin and then you're and then you're like and then this comes out you're like whoa. And yeah. then you know, and then and then the last one that was that was very, 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 very 90s, which we get introduced to the dynamic tour de force that is Erica Alexander, later yes. known, known then as cousin Pam, and forever known as Maxine Shaw, Maxine attorney Shaw, at law, aka the Maverick. Yes. I follow her on TikTok. She's amazing. I do too. <laughs> I was like, oh, Erica Alexander's on TikTok? Follow. Right. Like have never followed someone that fast. Just, so whoop. man, just yeah. Like I need like I need this energy now. What 90s song did you have no business listening to for your age at the time? <laughs> and why is it if by Janet Jackson? It's uh, other <laughs> other than that, other than that, right. Um, it is, it is 
freak like me like a, by Dina Howard. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Freak like me by Dina Howard. I was like, I was in, I think, like seventh, eighth grade. That's why. Yep. It, that's why. That's why most most women my age have have funky acting needs. Yeah, freak like me. Um, also, pony. Um, that's. Yeah, that's and that's again in that in that later sexy sex sexy R and B thing that that genuine was trying to do and I saw and I, and supposedly the last time he did like the jump thing at a concert he like fell. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> that was a mess. It was a mess. Either he either he didn't do it quite right, or you know basically his his age his age is showing. Right, right. But you know, but so but so anxious hits. I mean, just this is true it's still it's it's still it still hits it still hits the kid the kid see but th- this is the thing that i'm this is the thing that i missed like what like when you were like really liking someone and then you know that they listen to the same radio station that you did and you knew what you know you knew when you know when they would like play sexy songs on the radio you'd be yeah. like okay i want to dedicate you know you have this whatever dumbass nickname and you're like you would have their you know dumbass code name or whatever or if you were in a relationship, you know, I dedicate this to my one, to my true love, my soulmate. We're 16, we don't the hell with it. But my true <laughs> love, my soulmate, you know, Terry. And, and you know, I want to play so anxious because I'm going to see him tomorrow. You know, that's good. I mean, it was, it was a it was a poetry and a rhythm to that. Now, yes. what do the kids, now, now what do the kids do? Send you a song link. That's not the same thing. Right. And y'all yeah. combine playlists from street. That's not the same. That's not the same. No. It's not the same. And, you know, it, to, to that point, you know, the, the children will never <laughs> know the magic that was Sunday night at a certain hour when the Quiet Storm show came on. Facts. Like. There's, there's actually a dude on TikTok now who like, and I think you may have come across his feed once or twice that he does he does like this well there's so many like internet djs or whatever but he actually does like this like dedicated like quiet storm oh and yeah. i'm oh, and okay. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah and i'm just like oh this is i'm like oh this is cute you know and i'm like oh this is really nice and he has this really good like radio dj voice i'm like look at him trying to snatch draw look at this right look at this <laughs> But but the quiet but the job of the quiet storm DJ is to set moods. Yep. To set moods, and make and you know grown things happen when you set the right mood. Just just yep. saying, just saying. What '90s song are you embarrassed to still know every word to? Tearing up my heart by insane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah i i i I, rem- I remember when they first came out i was a senior in high school so this was like fall of 98 when ricky lake was still on television and that's oh, when she yeah. was ha- and that's what right and that's when she was ha- that's when she had like um certain new acts come on the show and i'm like you know, and, I'm, and I had heard of this band. I'm like, because you know, again, you're, you know, little known, little known Gen Secret. I was a big metal. I was a big Metallica, Bush, and um, uh, Guns Guns and Guns and Roses fan. So I'm like, so you know, those are my those are my back pocket things because I went to a predominantly black school. Can't have all those. I had to be able to code switch music musically. So I remember seeing you know my because i had i have a younger brother and sister so sometimes they watch the disney channel so i so i got exposed like britney spears and and i'm like and i'm like okay i, I kind of like them right i'm, I'm you know your ear your ear is pricked so you're like okay man if i see if i hear something that i like all right cool and then when that then when that video came out i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> i rem- i remember and again because because i love you greg i'm like my favorite was Joey. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I was I, for some reason. I just thought he was handsome because I'm like because I'm like Justin looks, but Justin. I'm like Justin didn't at that time. At that time, Justin didn't look like he was totally done baking. Right, right. And and JC and now he J- looks like he's been baked too long. 
Um, the, the utter, the complete shade. I love you so much, Greg. And and the, <laughs> and JC gave me this like he gave me stank L. He gave me stank LDE. Like I don't, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like him. Like he, it's almost like he was trying too hard. But I'm like, you know, Joey. Okay, we could, we could vibe. This might be a yeah, okay, cool. But when I, when I first heard tearing up my heart, I'm like. <laughs> but again, I grew, I grew up with. Um, I'm old enough and or young enough to remember new kids on the block yeah, and new edition and candy girl still slaps. So uh, yes, I, there are, and there are no questions. None. There None. are no questions. And I don't believe Bobby Brown is ever going or ever going to tour again. I hate, I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not sorry. He's been, he's been, look, yeah. if you if it, look, because, because clearly Greg said, I'm queen of this multiverse. So I'm, I am going to say this. With my wand, with my wand in hand, Bobby has been trying to get this tour together for thirty years. I am now forty-one. It's never going to happen, children. It's never going. Let that go. Let that go. Let New Edition continue to do what it, do what they need to do. Bell, Bib, DeVoe clearly made their money. Ralph Tresent made his money. Johnny Gill gonna always be paid. Wait, no. Uh, New Edition was on tour last summer. With new kids right, on the but block. Wasn't he, wasn't he supposed, but wasn't Bobby supposed to be touring or doing some, this mythic tour he'd been trying to be on? Uh, fair. Like, I, like, like, you see what I said? I said, new edition. I said, so Bobby said he's been, he's trying to go on tour and do what, sir? <laughs> what are you going to do? Because from, from uh, what the internet streets were saying, that versus between him and who? Who was it? Keith Sweat or Bobby? Who? Uh, Brian? Yeah, I, who think was it was, I think it was Keith Sweat. I mean, supposedly, you know, he he did whatever he did thirty years ago. Robert, 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 Robert. Let let the, let this go here. Let 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 this go. Let 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 Chris, let Chris Brown and Omarion carry on carry on that tradition. Let them go because Chris Brown is now coming back to himself i think maybe kind of sort of maybe but let but but let but let it go let let yeah. let that let that go no who i have was? no faith i have no faith in that <laughs> i have no faith in that <laughs> uh who was your favorite mtv vj of the 90s i feel attacked um it was ananda correct daisy because people forget daisy fuentes was a yeah. was a vj and um gideon yago i had a crush on gideon okay you know what <laughs> you know fucking what Yeago. so did i actually <laughs> like he's so like he's so he cute. fucking precious he, he's so cute and i'm like yeah. i'm like ah, and but the, but he has that he has that certain something that not too many men have where he just where he where his presence is like i don't have to announce but bitch i'm here like he like right. he like he has like he has that and carson dalen didn't ha- didn't didn't necessarily have that i'm like oh carson's nice to look at but yeah. where is gideon but me where is gideon yeah but i also remember that that one time where um where Eminem took took over took over total total, total request <laughs> and I I remember I remember oh my gosh only Greg gets this, this gets this kind of scalding hot tea because he's Greg but I remember again that late nineties thing right because I was a I was a junior junior senior when when uh, Eminem came out and I remember I'm like what the, I'm like my name is what the what the I, but I'm like what the, what the fuck is this. But I remember we, in my in our Spanish three class, that's when he like really took off and like in like late 98. And we were on the bus back to our school because we had had Spanish day at um, a local university here. And we started singing. My name is on the school bus, like oh, the wow. dirty version. The whole bus started, started singing. My name is Slim Shady. And I, and I remember. I could. I remember. I got because I was had my little job, and I bought the CD. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the CD, and I was like, 
I liked him because I'm because his his wordplay and, and still is. I'm like his wordplay was rich and it was nothing that I had heard before. And this is from somebody who remembers when Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch were out. I remember, I knew I was I knew I was a straight girl when I found when I when my best friend at the time, Kiana Barnes, brought the cat like the magazine of. <laughs> Of Marky Mark, now we know as Mark Wahlberg, shirtless in his Calvin, his Calvin yes, Klein, and, and she yeah. brought, and she and she brought it to school. <laughs> we were in fifth grade, and my and my mother, being you know, being the woman that she is, I she if Marky Mark was on TV, she would not let me watch it. <laughs> she would not let me watch it. And I remember, I'm like, I like him. I have a crush on him. And then from like senior, I had, from senior year, I had like a stack of magazines. Anytime he was on it, I bought the, I bought the magazine. Charlie was a man. But I just don't, I just don't, I just don't give a fuck. Still slaps. I, I, sometimes on bad days, <laughs> I, I, I play that and my daughters and my daughters are like, my oldest asks me, she goes, because again, early '90s, right? When um, I I really began getting to get, to get into Nas, and uh, his his album Nas is like it's still it's still iconic. I still love I still love Illmatic, and he said uh, for my one of my favorite songs by him is Nas is like in 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 that in that um in that song he goes sooner or later we'll all see who the prophet is, and I'm like. The, the still the only rapper I've ever heard they they gave me goosebumps, but I but I remember I was obsessed with Marshall Mathers for like two years. <laughs> a child was a bit child was a mess. <laughs> I played um, the Marshall Mathers LP to the point that parts of it started to skip. Oh shit! I was I'm like because I'm like I. <laughs> I was like, I would be, I would have been a bust down. I, I'd have been a, I, I would have been a bust down. Terrible child, terrible, <laughs> terrible. Because suppose, and that's when he was, that's when he was really on drugs, right? Right. That's when he was really on drugs and fighting with Kim. This <laughs> is just child being a, being a general, just being a general terror. But I remember I would play. I am, I, I am, um. I am whatever you, whatever you say I am all the time. I was, but yeah, I was, I was, I was, I had a plot. I was going to be Mrs. <laughs> I was going to be Mrs. Fathers. I was going to make it act right. Child. I was going to make it back right. All either right. him, I was, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to either marry him or Nas. And I, and I thought it'd be easier to marry him. <laughs> child, I was crazy. Child, I was crazy. I was crazy. <laughs> terrible terrible greg terrible what 90s song has to be played at max volume at all times bills 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 by destiny's child oh nice excellent choice because that's when we get that that peak at Beyonce's voice. Can you pay my bill? That we get, we get a peak. We get a peak at like, oh, like, oh, she, oh, she's not. She can sing. Oh, she, she sang. Okay, so. But yeah, bills, bills, bills. Mm-hmm. Still goes hard. It still goes. It still goes hard. What '90s singer? This may also be a controversial question. Oh my. What 90s singer had the best voice? Greg, this is Greg, this, this is this <laughs> question is not this question is not controversial. This question is an assault. This question is an assault. I don't appreciate this. But if I had to sum up the 90s in 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 like four voices. Oh, this is hard. Um, it would be genuine. Whitney. 
I feel so attacked. This is this is this is so this is, this is so this is so this is so this is so unfair. Um Prince. Mm-hmm. As I as I thrown through the the Rolodex of the Rolodex of my head, right? And the and the last one will be Tony. Nice. Excellent choices. Excellent choices. That was now, hard. Now you can oh my, only, oh my gosh, it was hard. Now now that now that we've narrowed it down, you can only pick one. Oh, you love me, Greg. It's so hard. <laughs> Prince. Pr- Prince. And that's my final Prince. That's my final answer. Prince. And you can uh, find Jen on Twitter at um, at author JB Harris uh, if you if you disagree. Yes, uh, we will be directing uh, no emails <laughs> to her should you send them to the show. Uh, so please seek her out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I I am I am on the Bird app. I am on the Bird app. What artist considered a one hit wonder? of the 90s do you feel like should have been bigger <laughs> this is this is probably this is probably gonna be just you know a peek into my into my own imagination but you know the dude who who uh jimmy ray the dude who sang oh you know, who yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yes. like I like that song i love that song i still love that song and yeah i don't i would say sugar ray but sugar ray was not a there were they weren't one hit wonders no, they had like two or three. Right. Oh, I, yeah. I, I like I like Mark McGrath because he was gonna remember he was gonna run up on that dude who's who said in in the in the public who called his 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 band he didn't call his band Sugar Ray he called it Sugar Gay and Mark like broke character he was gonna like stomp him right there and dude was yeah. like I didn't mean I didn't mean, <laughs> like I didn't mean I didn't mean like oh Mark is about that life okay and shout out to Mark McGrath who is a correspondent on Entertainment Tonight now. Yay! You know, doing things. He's a, he's a he's a he's an awesome dude, though. He really is. Yeah. What '90s artist do you still rock with? Rock with as far as streaming or any of the above? It's I still have a really big soft spot for Boys to Men. I, st- I, I don't yeah. I don't like that it's three of them now but I understand there was some there were some issues and even now there are some issues but I follow Wanye on um I think it's Instagram and all his kids were on were on this video he put up and all of them can sing and his oldest his oldest son sounds just like him oh shit right I was like <gasps> we need the album <laughs> we need we need we let it be a Christmas album. Oh, oh God! Let let Wanye and the Wanye and the children just sing Christmas, yeah. sing Christmas songs. It'll be great. Her, I mean, Harry Connick Jr.'s put out a put out a, a Christmas album. Hell yeah! And that Boys to Men Christmas album goes hard. It still does. Let it yeah. snow. Yes. Let it snow. Yes. Let it snow. Yes. Yeah. What '90s song? do you most relate to? Always be around by Robin. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> there's some, there some core group of people in my life now that I, I adore and rock with and also can text me before, before 8 a.m. and after <laughs> 9 p.m. And uh, as as ridiculous as the world is, I think that like like our parents, you know, rock with you know that that uh, 60, 70, that 60, 70 moment in music. I think a lot of us as a, as elder millennials um, rock with a lot of the music that is actually from this particular decade where we actually where we can still tie music to memory. I don't know what the kids do now. Like I like I know that, you know, Tom Holland's off living his best life, being in love and whatnot shouts to tom but i remember watching uh, spider-man homecoming and i'm and i'm like but where the music at you know what yeah. i'm saying like we're, like where the, 
like where the music at like like i i still can i we still can place if i heard like if i heard um if i actually heard you know again um what was it i, I want i want you back that takes that takes me back to my to my you know the the latter part well the first part of my no the second semester of my senior year where I was doing x y and z I can still correlate that to memory I mean it, there's something about having those songs accessible through radio that actually solidifies those memories so there I mean but I was like where the like okay Tom looks nice where, where the music at yeah like where the I, mu- where's the music I feel like you know for um Gen Z that because everything is, you know, as with TikTok and social media and all this, because everything is tied into like this constant stream of viral moments, right? You know, they'll tie certain songs to, oh, it was in this TikTok video or, oh, it was in this Instagram reel. Whereas like, you know, I can remember the the first time I heard Killing Me Softly, I was at a friend's family barbecue the first time I heard that. Right. So there's that. Um, what was the greatest musical collaboration of the 90s? Oh man. <laughs> now that that seems that seems hella unfair, but the the one thing the one thing that gets me as you know as ref, as reflecting on this, we you know, we take it for granted now that there were lots of you know, there were lots of crossovers and and things like that, but as I think back on the dopest one that I that I can remember was at was actually it was it was actually a performance where um Faith Kelly Price and uh Whitney Houston all did Heartbreak Hotel. That that is one of the that is one of the dopest collabs that I that I can remember because people forget Kelly Price Kelly Price can sing. Yeah. Like she can sing. And I think that um for that portion of time because everybody saw, I think that a lot of record labels wanted to compete with with Whitney and Mariah, that they didn't really develop a lot of these other small, quote unquote, smaller singers. I think that, uh, I think that Puffy mismanaged Faith. I I oh, will go absolutely. on record. I will go on record saying that. Yeah. Because if anyone who has listened to Faith sing knows that she can sing, like if just she, like if she can fight just, too. Yes, um. man, <laughs> man, man, like, the, like the, like the fact that, um, just so, it's just so, ra- so ratchet, but, and it still, and it still goes back to, there was so much female talent that there wasn't enough people sensitive enough. We could, you know, you know, uh, hindsight is 2020, but there wasn't enough people to really develop that. Yeah. Like, I think that, this is just me personally. I think that even if Biggie had lived, Kim still wouldn't have gotten the the uh, the support that she needed. Yeah, I think that, um, and also I think you know Kelly Price didn't didn't really get didn't really get the you know spotlight that she needed to do. She need she needed. I don't think I think people still really sleep on Christina Aguilera. I think she needs another crack at a jazz album. I really do. Yeah. Like, like set her up like on some, on some, uh, on some, not, not Billy Holiday covers, but, but put her on some like Nancy Wilson covers mm-hmm. and just like give her like 10 tracks and just let her blow. That would be, that would be dope. I mean, but look I, at what doing a cover album did for Miley. Right. Just. I I think that there was just so there was just so much yeah and every and there weren't enough people to say let's de- let's develop this artist it was it was um it was all money grabs like okay we're just gonna put this out there put this out there put this out there you know and the and the children forget that Mandy Moore used to sing yep 
the, the children forget and that she found her niche in acting. Because, you know, her love is as sweet as can. Jeez, <laughs> I know she looks, I know she looks back at me like, you know what? I was, like, you know what? I was crazy, darling. I was great. But you know what? That song slaps. <laughs> I love that it's song. A- it 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 does it it does and just and just like when my when um when my daughters finally found out who Jensen Apples was and I'm like he used to be I'm like he used to be on Days of Our Lives yeah mom really I'm like yes I'm like that's the first man I ever saw without a shirt really mom yeah the yep. first Eric Roman Brady aka Jensen Apples was the first man he's I ever been saw around like like y'all and like he, these these kids have. Like, and, yeah, these and, people that you're loving on on all these TV shows, we grew up with them. We grew up with them. Literally, because yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, on one of the other shows, and we got to talking about Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. And I made the comment, you know, I feel like I've grown up with Gabrielle Union. And uh, my my co-host went, well, because we did. Right. We literally grew up with Gabrielle Union. And also Bianca Lawson, but Bianca Lawson will be playing high school when she's 97. She will. Like, she will she's, not, she's not aging. No. She's not aging. So um, we have come to the final and the most important question. Yes. Um. You can only save one song from the 90s. All the rest will be eliminated from music history forever. For all time. Forever. What song do you save? This is worse than the apocalypse. (laughs) What is worse? Than, what is worse than the apocalypse? I don't like this. <laughs> I don't. I don't like this. The song. If all, if all else fails, and I have to say one song. This is this is this is this is this is terrible. This is your, this is your is Doctor terrible. Strange and the Time Stone moment. This, this is, is Endgame. This is terrible. Um. This is so mean. <laughs> this, is, this is so. This is so. This is so mean. This is, oh, this is so hard. Um, so mad at you right now. <laughs> so mad at you right now, Greg. Um, it would be "Poison" by Bill Bill DeVoe because the world needs to remember New Jack Swing. Excellent answer. Needs to remember New Jack Swing. That is an excellent answer. Fortunately for you, this is all hypothetical, and the music of the 90s will live to see another day. Right. Or at least until I do another (laughs) one of these and I have to kill off the 90s music at the end of the year. Oh, my. So, ma'am, thank you, as always, for um, coming and hanging out with me for a little while. And talking shit about everything um always (laughs) i so tell the folks at home like what are you working on what's happening what's where can they find you oh my um where you can where you can find me is trouble is troublemaking on the clock app at uh what jay said 2.0 uh right as of this afternoon there are a hundred and thirty four thousand maybe bots people spies trolls or or people who are who actually follow this space i'm also on la instagram at author jb harris also on the bird app (laughs) formerly known as twitter as author jb harris jb harris as well and i'm also what jay said on twitter on twitter as well because every because every troublemaker needs backup and i also myself myself uh, at the much urging of other people in my life, have started what Jay what Jay said the podcast all one, all one all one word and um, <laughs> I actually get to record that I actually get to record again this week and season one for that actually wraps up in November so 
we're gonna we're just gonna see how that goes and also um you are free to follow my sometimes my word salad and poignant social social observations at the ideal fire starter that you can look look through that you can find on wordpress or just throw it through google it'll take you to my neck of the woods and also i breathe fire also through also through wordpress and uh, the newest book of poetry is is called uh, Next Lifetime Things. And because I love Greg and he gets all the tea first, the, ne- the next book I'm actually going to be re- releasing. Well, there's two two books I have in the works. One is Persephone is a Black Woman. Ooh. And the other is, and the other book of poetry is going to be called She Pressure. So, I love it. So Yay. yeah, there's, there, there's, there's, th- there's, many things happening so those those pieces will be done by the end of the year i actually have the cover for um persephone as a black woman done now i think i sent that to you did you probably if not i'll send it again it'll be fine okay the children don't need to know that it's fine Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. This has been a Rod Wharton production. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.